Hi, this is Eric Colser, and you're listening to the Sending and Shepherding Podcast. As a pastor and Christian leader, I have two main roles and responsibilities, to help send Christians out as missionaries to the culture around them, and to shepherd the flock that God has entrusted to me. This podcast is an attempt to do both as a missiologist of the culture that Christians are sent to, and as a shepherd who desires to help teach the church how to think and live out a biblical worldview. Eric Colser here for the Sending and Shepherding podcast. I had the last few weeks off as I went on a mini vacation with some uh, uh, family friends, and uh, this week I am back to talk about marijuana. I want to answer the big questions that pastors and Christians and their churches need to answer uh, regarding marijuana. Questions like, is it a sin to smoke marijuana? And is it a sin to smoke it for medical reasons or to relieve stress or uh, uh, to help with anxiety? And especially with more and more states making that illegal drug more legal. In fact, in the home state of Kentucky, where I live and pastor, just four days ago on March 6th of 2019, uh, the Kentucky House uh, uh, Committee was voting to pass a medical marijuana bill. And uh, there are, again, many states in this country that, uh, outside of even medical marijuana, it has now become legal. And I've said this for a few years now. I do believe that there's going to be a time where almost every state in our country uh, will pass those type of laws where it will be legal. So is it a sin to smoke marijuana, uh, if, whether it be for medical reasons or, again, maybe even take uh, some of the uh, legal part, but again, to relieve stress uh, for anxiety, where a lot of people will say that not just for recreational use, but again, relieve some of those type of things. Uh, before answering that and trying to help shepherd through a biblical worldview with that, which again, I do believe Christians do need to be ready for this with this. Um, I want to give a full disclaimer on my history with this specific drug. I did start smoking weed this summer going into my seventh grade year in middle school before ever becoming a Christian or really even hearing of the gospel. Started hanging out with two neighborhood friends um, that were kind of older, cooler, more popular in my eyes. I uh, didn't hang out long with them because they were kind of wannabe gangsters and I loved rock music. Uh, and although my identity changed several times, it seemed like in middle school and high school, I kind of became this punk grunge stoner kid who didn't care about anything, do extreme stuff. And one thing I was known around in my middle school was being a pothead uh, throughout my middle school years. I was known as that uh, just, uh, really engulfed in that culture. Um, whether it was joints, blunts, bowls, water bongs, making some of those type of things, finding household items to do so. My favorite movie at that time was dazed and confused favorite songs all regarding marijuana. And again, just fully engulfed in that culture. 
uh, enjoyed it to be able to get the munchies because I felt like it made certain food better and hanging out with friends and laughing about everything. But then coming with that, the paranoia uh, as well. Uh, at the same time, I thought everything was, again, greater uh, when high movies that I felt like would usually suck were amazing. Video games, uh, swimming, uh, all those type of things. Uh, everything seemed funnier and funner at that time for me when stoned. And again, yeah, talking about that anxiety and stress, um, I, I did feel like that in some ways. Again, uh, going through those middle school years and whether it be family situation, life situation, school situation, I felt like it was a way to be able to zone out almost medicate numb myself to not have to think about certain things and again I just enjoyed it recreationally entertainment wise I love feeling like I was spaced out but at the same time thinking constantly thinking I, I can see and understand when artists uh, and others say that they feel more creative when high uh, but what amazes me right now in the current culture as I described a few decades ago when I was a middle schooler uh, what amazes me about uh, the culture of pot right now is the more widespread acceptance of it again I was a stoner um, I was part of stoner culture and that was part of the obsession and uh, uh, use of all of that but it is definitely uh, way more accepted in all subcultures uh, of today uh, again that's part of the reason why I do believe it will be legalized and why this is an important question uh, but you see even in in some of the most popular mainstream movies where how common and, and routine and normal that is perceived I remember uh, just a decade or so ago not too long ago again some of the boy bands the teeny bopper bands uh, again music that was marketed and directed toward uh, tweens not even teens but uh, uh, pre-teens uh, like Justin Bieber and, and One Direction and the Disney movies and music and you'd see it kind of them trying to try to be careful with PR but all those different artists all those different people all going into and recreationally using marijuana again it's just way more accepted than it ever was and over the years especially as a student pastor when this question came up my default answer would be Romans chapter 13 verses 1 through 7 which basically says that believers that Christians must submit to the laws of government as long as there are no conflict with the higher laws of God in scripture this was a simple way to say no it is sin to recreationally smoke pot it was easy go-to passage of scripture to show that uh, okay you can give all these excuses all you want but it says in the bible that you're not to do anything in the law illegal uh against the law of the land uh and so there you go uh by the way i had yet to meet someone who actually gave up marijuana because of that reason uh, at least I have yet to meet one who who has, whether Christian or non-Christian. It, it never it seemed like convicting them to the point was like, oh, okay. It was kind of like the speeding laws that we have today. Uh, but uh, I still would give it. Uh, but again, now that recreational marijuana uh, use is no longer uh, uh, illegal as much as that is spreading, um, we must ask, uh, is using marijuana sinful? Uh, or a better question maybe for this, is it wise 
Uh, and just to remind everyone who's listening, some things are neither illegal, which is forbidden by government and laws, nor sinful, which is forbidden by God in Scripture, but they are unwise. Uh, for example, um, eating, uh, let's say, uh, uh, eating uh, something that is wrapped up in its uh, package uh, instead of eating the food itself, but eating the package as well. That's not considered illegal, sinful. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's just foolish. Explains why the Bible speaks not only of sin, but again, as mentioned all throughout the book of Proverbs, of folly. There are innumerable things that will not get you arrested or brought under church discipline, but they are just foolish and unwise. The kind of things people often refer to by again saying how I mentioned, that's just stupid. Uh, Studies show that marijuana interferes with attention, motivation, memory, and learning. And so again, just when it comes to a wisdom factor. Is it wise? Uh, in fact, more studies have shown that students who use marijuana regularly tend to get lower grades and are more likely to drop out of high school than those who don't use it. Those who use it regularly may be functioning at a uh, reduced kind of intellectual level most or maybe all of the time because of it. And so from a wisdom standpoint, I do believe that for the most part, it is not wise. Um, now, is it sin? Is it rebellion from God and offense to God? The culture of when the Bible was written did not have the drugs that we have today. However, we do know and believe that any type of drug abuse is definitely sin because one, uh, when it comes to your body and marijuana, we must, according to first Corinthians chapter six, verses 15 through 20, honor the Lord, our God with our body, which is now God's temple. That means our body is, again, his temple. This could go along with anything. So we do know that, again, if we abuse anything and if it affects our body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, it is going to be sin. And then, of course, others are going to ask those kind of um, pushing questions. Um, The one that pushes to the limit, how far can I go? What if I do it? In moderation. What if I just smoke marijuana every once in a while uh, just to chillax a little bit? Well, what does the Bible then say about intoxication? Uh, the Bible actually talks a lot about being not only self-controlled, but the importance of being sober. And in fact, the uh, Greek uh, word for sober is nepho. Uh, it means properly to be sober, not drunk off wine, but just not intoxicated Um, in general, uh, free from illusion, from the intoxicating influences of of sin. And what we do know about marijuana, the chemical that is in it that causes you to get high, THC, um, it causes you to not stay sober. Um, In fact, it it, uh, uh, brings about, causes certain things where, again, you're not in the sober state of mind where uh, being high, again, you kind of, or people describe physically feeling great, almost as good as almost like a, a painkiller in some ways. Uh, can't describe the sensation any more than I can explain uh, 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 what uh, just any type of food will, will, will feel like. But people 
to say it feels really, really good. But again, is that good outside of what God wants us to be sober? Uh, when it comes to, again, enhanced sensations um, that people share uh, once smoking weed, once getting high. Some things that I, I kind of shared that I felt like everything was fun or everything was better. Again, felt like uh, uh, more creative in some of those things. That perception of time not being able to slow down. Uh, again, that's why people like listening to music or watching movies or in some of those type of things. Um, again, those things happen whether you feel good and you feel like you get pleasure out of it, or again, the bad things where people start feeling more paranoid uh, on it. Um, That is causing you to be outside of what God wants you in a sober state. And so let me even read you some scripture uh, about what it means and what it looks like. And as Christians, how we are to be sober. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses six through eight. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober for those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. First Peter one thirteen, therefore preparing your minds for actions, for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter four, a couple chapters later, verses one through seven. Um, since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. With respect to this, they are surprised when you do not join them in the same flood of debauchery, and they malign you. But they will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Verse 6. Here's the sober part again. For this is why the gospel was preached even to those who are dead. That though judged in the flesh the way people are, they might live in the spirit the way God does. Verse 7. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Just four verses earlier, talking about what dead people do, talking about sins, several of them talking about things that, again, cause you not to be sober. Again, marijuana was not around at that time, but we know it is clear in Scripture that there are things, whatever they are, that, again, takes us out of that uh, uh, sober state uh, to be intoxicated, whatever the reasons, again, for, whether it be pleasure, whether to numb us, um, God's word is pretty clear showing us that we are to be self-controlled and sober. We are to be different than the world as Christians. And let's just be honest, marijuana is associated with the world. And and so um, I do believe, read one more passage again in 1 Peter, that we are to not only stay away, it is unwise, but it is sin because of that sober word that we see all throughout scripture uh, but first peter chapter 5 verses 6 through 10 humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you casting all your anxieties on 
him because he cares for you. So it's interesting right there that, again, uh, as I've heard throughout the years, that uh, Christians even would say, I need to smoke weed because I'm so anxious. I have this anxiety and it helps with that. Uh, And then verse seven says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And listen, I'm not dismissing other things, legal things, um, uh, other things that are going to be a little bit uh, less uh, medicine-wise um, affecting than marijuana to help in those type of conditions. I am not the Christian or pastor uh, that believes and says that we need to stay away from all type of medicine. Uh, uh, but again, I do think there's a difference when it comes to marijuana, at least in this context right here. And verse 8, it says, right after casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of suffering being experienced in your brotherhood throughout the world. And again, going back to before warning about the temptation of the devil, how he's seeking to attack the sea, be sober-minded, part A of verse, part A, 8 uh, A. Um, and so, uh, we see in Scripture all these verses talking about being sober, being sober-minded, having self-control. Uh, and again, talking about referring to pot as self-medication. I think that our entire Western culture is addicted to self-medication. Not just with this topic of marijuana, but uh, food, with alcohol, other drugs, sex, prescriptions. Uh, and as a pastor, I've noticed that people tend to stop maturing when they start self-medicating. Everyone has very tough seasons in life. But by persevering through them, we have an opportunity to mature and grow as people. And those who self-medicate with drugs, whether it be alcohol or some of those other things, and again, our topic for today, marijuana, they delay maturity as they escape the tough seasons of life rather than face them. This explains why some people can be biologically much older than they are emotionally and even spiritually. And again, going back to the medical reasons. Is it sin to smoke marijuana for medical reasons? Here is my, my own personal opinion. I cannot say 100% if saying and when saying uh, that it it, it is. I feel like I could be on that line, again, of legalism according to what I've studied, what I know, what I see in Scripture, but I cannot say 100% that it is sin for legit medical reasons. I just cannot say that. Am I encouraging telling people to go and do it? Again, even if they have a medical card in a state to be able to do it. And again, when I say medical reasons, I'm not talking about California medical reasons because, again, I said legit medical reasons like glaucoma, possibly cancer. I look at it the same way as other drugs that momentarily, again, relieve pain for those type of extreme situations. Again, not in California when they pretty much have vending machines uh, for marijuana and anybody and everybody gets a a uh, marijuana medical card. Uh, it's kind of like growing up in uh, in Ohio and you're born with a football in your hands. In California, you get a medical marijuana card. Um, so I'm not talking about that. But 
Again, uh, even those medical reasons, you notice how hesitant I am <laughs> to even say that because uh, I read an article the other day um, where uh, this uh, uh, guy by the name of Alex um, Berenson, who uh, was the author of a book called Tell Your Children the Truth About Marijuana, Mental Illness, and Violence, and who had uh, recently um, gave a speech um, uh, at Hillsdale College, um, Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., who has studied this, uh, has studied this uh, topic uh, pretty profusely, but had mentioned uh, in this speech and uh, ultimately in this article how uh, there has been uh, people that have actually even admitted uh, the co-founder of the Marijuana Policy Project, a guy by the name of Rob Campia, a cannabis advocate, uh, who acknowledged that they have always viewed medical marijuana laws primarily as a way to protect recreational users. Again, even this the, the legality of it, is it really to get people who maybe genuinely need pain relief? And maybe marijuana is among the other medications that can be able to help that. But, but is that really what they're going for? Just like that guy had admitted, it seems like the recreational, even though that was argued when, when people were trying to make this legal, uh, it's going to make the recreational drug use actually even decrease. Uh, so far, studies haven't shown that. Um, and, and so we have to be careful with that. Um, last thing I want to kind of say uh, about this specific topic and when trying to answer the question uh, of is marijuana a, a sin, uh, we do know, I do believe that Many people who smoke marijuana do get addicted to it. Again, it's why I was a stoner, why I was a pothead, where, again, I maybe didn't have the withdrawals that hardcore drug users will have when they quit. But anything that you feel like it is hard for you to give up that is mastering you, as 1 Corinthians 6, 6 12 says, um, we are not to be mastered by anything. And please trust me when I say this, marijuana has that effect on people. It's called a gateway drug for good reason. And it really does. It is addictive. Not in the way we're going to go into withdrawal again, but in a way where again, you feel like you cannot do normal things in life. And it is not nearly as fun anymore unless you're smoking it or doing it or that you need to self-medicate because of it. It is addicting. People are not happy and can't find anything fun unless they're high anymore. I mean, a great example was former my, my team Cleveland Browns, their wide receiver, Josh Gordon, who had chance upon chance upon chance to play in the NFL, to make millions, and to be a real, real special, unique talent. He was so good in the limited time that he played, but he could not. He could not do it because, again, why? Because he couldn't give up weed. Got traded to the now Super Bowl champions, the Patriots, um, and couldn't even finish the season, get a ring for himself, because again, he started falling into this. So it is not wise, that is obvious, but I do believe, again, it is sin as well, um, in that context that I shared about the sober-minded part. Um, you also, just another 
thing on this. Uh, and probably one of the things that I've seen uh, as we answer this question, just because you may show and share that this is sin with those reasons, just like the Romans 13 passage that I would share with people. Well, it's illegal, so it's sin. It wouldn't cause anybody to actually give it up. Um, but one of the biggest reasons that and that God uses ways, I should say, that God uh, uses to cause people to be convicted, cause people to turn the other way, repent from this um, drug, what turns into a lifestyle, what could be an addiction, um, is because they realize in that culture, they start to be in, in harm's way. Listen, if you're in this culture, I don't care if you really do just want to do it recreationally, you're not ever thinking about selling it, but you got to get it some way. And the people that are, again, selling it, uh, the dealers, they are, they're shady. And um, you're going to end up, and I don't care if, again, you are just like the upper class mom that even regularly attends church and you, nobody would ever expect, think, know that you are doing it. That marijuana is coming from somewhere. And um, you're going to put yourself in scary, dangerous situations Again, to acquire it, uh, to continue to hide it. And remember what the Bible says about whatever is that is done in the darkness will be exposed by God's light. He will expose it. And so um, I've seen more people, though, quit weed because they realize, man, this is the culture that's within it. As much as 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 accepted as it is starting to be, uh, there's still a culture within it that, again, with sin, consequences come from that, and it's like a snowball effect. It gets scarier and scarier. Um, one last thing I'd like to uh, share. I mentioned this briefly earlier in this podcast, but it is a, uh, a gateway drug. According to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, studies of high school students and their patterns of drug use uh, show that very few young people use other drugs without first trying marijuana. One of the reasons is smoking marijuana puts just teens in touch with those who sell drugs, all types. Long-term studies of high school age teens uh, patterns of drug use show that most teens who use other drugs have smoked marijuana, drank alcohol, or used tobacco first. It really is a, a gateway drug. And I found that, I'm to be completely honest, I, I've seen, I feel like over the years where that has been the case, and a lot of people, a lot of people that get addicted and their whole life goes down the, the, the drain through some more hardcore drugs and, again, then overdoses and, and everything else. Um, but I've seen a lot of people that will enter into that and then just go back to just smoking weed only. But, again, that does not take away from the fact that a lot, a lot of people that get to a certain point where they want to get a better high, a more intense high, or just more open uh, and tempting to try other things. Um, I said last thing with the gateway drug, but one more thing. Uh, the last thing with this is, um, I don't know how anything can be truly, truly good. Again, taken away from if it is maybe used for medicine, medical reasons when it comes to extreme pain, cancer, glaucoma, some of those type of things. But I don't know or see how anything can be truly, really, really good. And again, this isn't a Bible thing. This is a life 
kind of culture experience thing from a lot of ministry. I think because of my background with this, uh, God has put a lot of potheads uh, in my life to minister to, it seems like, uh, especially when serving in student ministry. But again, it's so widely accepted now, still happens all the time today. And so uh, another thing that I've seen within this drug and within the culture and lifestyle of this is uh, when people do start smoking this, regularly um, uh, smoking it, um, they're all so starts uh, becoming a lack of motivation. Do we really think that anything is truly good, beneficial, useful when it causes us to become more apathetic, more lazy? Again, I know people say, and I could see how at first and others with the creativity and some of those, those type of things, but I see just as much and maybe even more with the extreme opposite end of those who had a desire uh, to really do great big things uh, in life, to work hard, to pursue, to take the initiative in certain projects and things in life. Um, not even talking again uh, about Christian and spiritual things, and, uh, but just life in general. And then when all of a sudden smoking marijuana often, they lose that. They lack that motivation. And that's not something I'm just making up or a stereotype. I'd say most people within that culture would share the same with you. I know that, in fact. And again, another thing that I feel like I've seen God use in people's lives for them to recognize and see, this is not good. I do need to turn the other way, repent. I do need to change some things um, to do everything I can to get off this. So that is a little bit of my thoughts, uh, a little bit of scripture uh, that I do feel uh, supports a worldview, a uh, biblical worldview on marijuana, if it's sinful, if it's wise, and what to do in this current day and age where it is becoming more legal and some of the things behind that as well. Uh, looking forward to uh, doing some future podcasts. Uh, and if there's any topics that any of you would suggest, feel free to contact me um, on Twitter, uh, on, on Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, again, my name's Eric Kolser, E-R-I-K-K-O-L-I-S-E-R, uh, and uh, anything regarding uh, of the culture today uh, that you would like or want a biblical worldview of, uh, or as missionaries, as Christian missionaries, what we are to be able to kind of speak, share, uh, relate, redeem the gospel with. All right. Thank you for listening and looking forward to future podcasts.